can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. This is where the fun begins. Hello and welcome to Jedi Knights, the official Star Wars podcast for Joy Clicks. My name is Mike Connors, and as always, I have my co-host joining me through the holonet, in the co-pilot seat, Christian Buckley. What's up, dude? Not much, Mike. I think this episode is coming out New Year's Eve. Ooh, happy uh, happy New Year. Thank you for allowing us to do this another two, another year. We're, we're entering 2023. We started 2019. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. 2023 is going to be a year. Uh, I'm sure we can do this January, like early January when there is no news. But I would love to sit down and look at the 2023, sorry, 2023 Star Wars calendar with you and look at our year of Star Wars in the early weeks of the year. Hey, you can count me in on that. Sounds great. Yeah. But um, how, how are you? How was your your Christmas? Did you have any fun Star Wars celebrations over the last week? Um, Honestly, I didn't watch Star Wars. Um, You know, I got a few Star Wars themed gifts. Mm. Uh. I, I got it. So I, I guess the NFL sells like shirts collaborations with like Lucasfilm. Yeah, I've heard about these. Yeah. So my sister got me a Boba Fett New York Jets shirt. So Love it just that. has New York Jets on it. It's just like it has Boba Fett, but it's like officially licensed, which I thought was really funny. Um, And yeah, that's that's kind of it. Like it was, I have to say, a little light on the Star Wars, but um, I'm sure sometime in the next week I'll be thrown on one of the movies. Yeah, I I think I'm probably going to do the same thing. I also, I don't think I got any Star Wars things that come to mind. Uh, Or I did get some uh, Funko Pops. I got a cool, like, Obi-Wan, like, pattern overlay and a Chewbacca one from my girlfriend's house. Come on, man. The hat that you got, though? Like... Oh, of course. I keep forgetting it's Star Wars related, but it is in the Star Wars font. I got uh, my... That's, that is, that's from the credits, man. It looks like it. It is. It is. Uh, my girlfriend Kayla got me a wonderful hat that says directed by Ryan Johnson on it in the Star Wars blue credits font. And I love it. I wore it today, actually, all day while I was working. <laughs> That's a great hat. It's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy with it. Plus, I mean, like outside of The Last Jedi, I don't think I've ever seen a movie of his that I didn't like. You know, Glass Onion, Knives Out, Looper, Brick. I'm a fan. Um, have you watched Glass Onion at all since it's come out on Netflix or no? Not really. Not since the Netflix release. I have seen it twice already, uh, but I love that movie. And I think on a second viewing, incredible. Yeah, I haven't watched it for a second time yet. i um, thinking probably maybe this weekend or something. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, I, I could I, I could see how it has like a uh, Shutter Island effect. Have you ever watched yeah. that movie? Yeah. Yeah, where it's like a whole bunch of stuff becomes a lot clearer, like on the second viewing. <laughs> yeah, it's like incredibly impressive. The second, the first time it's like, oh, this is really funny and fun. It's a cool mystery. The second time it's like, whoa, this is intricate and I am impressed. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I saw a funny tweet and it was like, like the criticism that this person had for Glass Onion was that it was too misleading. And someone like just took a photo of the of the uh, poster and just, just zoomed in on the word mystery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. It was, it was very good. Um, 
but yeah, that movie's incredible. Uh, the Knives Out franchise, honestly, is incredible. And I can't wait for the third one. Yeah, me either. I, I would like to see, ideally, somebody like, um, you know, Adam Driver or Kelly Marie Tran or even Mark Hamill show up in the third <laughs> Knives Out film. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah, we need to see some Star Wars alum in that for sure. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I bet a, Daisy Ridley a, would do a it. Mark... Who? Daisy Ridley. Because she did a murder mystery movie, I think, after one of the Star Wars's. Yeah, she did uh, Orient Express, I think. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, apparently she was really, really good in that movie. I don't, I don't doubt it. Um, mm-hmm. Haven't seen it, but yeah, that would be really funny if she was in it with like Mark Hamill, say, right? Yeah, Just yeah. like ran- randomly. <laughs> like, That'd be good. Uh, that that would be like a, a very Ryan Johnson thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and she plays his daughter. Yeah, that would that would actually be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, lo- love it. This is now turned into a Knives Out podcast. Hey, um, I'm, not, I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that actually came out on Netflix just a few days ago, right before Christmas, right? So mm-hmm. um, definitely going to have to rewatch it. But we don't have much news today. We do have a few things that we are going to talk about. But first, before we get into that, Christian, why don't we do what we normally always do uh our segment from the jedi archives uh where we both plunge the plumb the depths of the jedi archives try to find something that we didn't know about maybe we did uh and you know educate ourselves and the listeners over what we find so christian what did you uh what'd you what'd you pull today i pulled santa buff santa buff what is that Spelt S-A-N-I-B-U-F-F. Sanibuff was a substance that was used to clean and polish deck plating on transport ships. Ooh, okay. That is all there is. It is from Star Wars, the complete encyclopedia. Interesting. So like transport transport ships and meaning like, you know, spacefaring ones, not ones that you like drive around on uh, planets or whatever? You would imagine. Like, I... I think Santa Buff in the name, you know, you buff out those scratches in a ship and also sanitize them. So Santa Buff. Um, this was on my list of real world, real world counterparts and its real world counterpart was, I'm going back and I'm looking at uh, floor cleaner is the real world okay. equivalent. So, okay. Like wood floor cleaner. I see that. I see that. Yeah, like a Swiffer, like a Star Wars Swiffer. <laughs> but for the outside of your spacecraft. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I guess like sometimes you forget how like deep the canon goes in terms of like that's just like a very innocuous like everyday object. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, there's a Wikipedia page about it. Yeah. Santa Buff, the quicker picker upper, I hear them call it. I, Some, some would say, yeah. <laughs> some would. <laughs> but mike what do you pick um okay so before I, I i unveil my pick today i'm gonna say that the reason why i'm bringing it is because i was about to search something else and it had like trending searches uh and this was the top one so all you out there what's going on uh i chose breast that's that's the <laughs> that's the wikipedia page that i that i chose uh-huh um 
are you, are you familiar? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so it says breasts are uh, breasts breasts were interesting past tense an anatomical feature on some species in the galaxy, such as the human, Dawaka, and Asagian species. Breasts occurred in both sentient and non-sentient species. Um, And the the top photo for this, like the featured photo, is the infamous Kylo Ren with his shirt off photo. That's uh, wonderful. Which you you gotta love. And And the caption says, Kylo Ren had noticeable, noticeable chest muscles beneath his breasts. He did. Bad he did. <laughs> my, my theater noticed and made sounds. What was it? Kind of like a ooh sound? No, it was more of a yelp. Oh, like a... Like, like, like a huh? Like you'd throw yourself at him? Yeah. Kind of? Like that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, it was like mixed later... with a chortle. Like there were people laughing at that also. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely like meant to be provoking in in one way or another (laughs) yeah whether or not you thought it was funny or just like random or like Mm -hmm. ben swallow yeah ben swallow but there's another picture here on the uh the wikipedia page and and don't worry uh, it's it's not anything um nsfw but it is kylo ren's grandfather anakin skywalker uh in that scene in Revenge of the Sith where he gets out of bed yeah. with Padme uh-huh. and he like he like puts on his, his coat or whatever and mm-hmm. you see like his ripped abs. Yeah. It says Anakin Skywalker, a human male, displays defined chest muscles beneath his breasts. So I guess the Skywalker family is just a family of uh, defined chest breast muscles. <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah, that's the that's the dead giveaway at this point, you know. Yeah. Someone's got to look into that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really, I really uh, stretch that one, but yeah, breasts. It was a good one. It was, it was a good, <laughs> good pick, good pull. Thank you, man. Thank you, um, Christian. Let's get into the news, shall we? Sure thing. Uh, you pulled this first one. Do you want to sort of take the lead on it? Sure. So, according to a report from Making Star Wars. Uh, there's going to be a, another Force-sensitive user in the Ahsoka series. Uh, the actress Ivana Sakno, who was in The Spy Who Dumped Me, uh, is playing this character. Their name is Shin, and Shin is allegedly going to be an apprentice to a character who is currently codenamed Babylon, um, who's a former Jedi Master, working for thrawn so very interesting yeah uh another element that the report talks about is that uh shin messing with dark side force is having some sort of a tie to the night sisters which is interesting because recently i think jason ward was reporting that the skeleton crew series is going to be talking about the night sisters and their origins so i'm curious if shin or their master babylon is gonna cross over into that jude law led show at some point um i would say probably i feel like star wars has been very cross promotional with a lot of their shows so far Mm -hmm. Um, and these kind of seem like in the same vein as book of boba fett and mandalorian um and not quite like in the andor space Mm -hmm. so like 
I think it's possible that if they're taking place around similar times, like you'll you'll probably see some crossover. Yeah, this is the Filoni verse, not the 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 Tony Gilroy verse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the Deborah Chow verse. <laughs> exactly. Three separate verses. None of them are part of the um the Skywalker saga verse because they're all <laughs> their own weird tones, right? Yeah, definitely. Um do you think uh this Shin character, Ivana Sakno, do you think she's a night sister who like joins the Sith or something? Um or do you think that this Babylon character is also a night sister? Um just because it says that, you know, she would Shin is going to be an apprentice to this character named Babylon, so it kind of makes me think. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure, right? Because I always have this thing now when we're talking about theories of castings and things like that, where the Empire is speciesist, racist. So would they let a night sister into their ranks? Also, rule of two is a problem here. So I'm wondering if this is going to be more of like a Clone Wars hush hush Count Dooku secret apprentice type deal or what? Because if the Ahsoka series as we know it is taking place when post episode six, like Mando era. I think that's when it's taking place. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's when it's taking place. Then there's no Sith. There's no rule of two being enacted. So maybe this is strictly just the Night Sisters or somebody who has a fascination with the occult of the Sith. Maybe that's what we're approaching here. Yeah, I mean, it says that she's a dark side for a dark side force user, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she's Sith, you know? Yeah, so it's like, and and I, and I do think it's just taking, taking place around the same time as we're seeing, uh, the Mandalorian, just because of you know, Ahsoka asks that magistrate like, where's Great Admiral Thrawn? You know, mm -hmm. so I think it's kind of, a in a similar time span. So, I'm wondering also now, because we know based on Episode Nine and that book that I haven't read. But in this Mando era, Luke was very, like, fascinated with and tracking down Sith relics, right? And, like, the dagger and all that stuff that they wrote a book about with him and Lando, right? The two of them looking for Sith stuff. I wonder if Luke will be investigating the Night Sisters as a dark side element, and that is sort of brought up in the ahsoka series because i imagine she's gonna at least reference him uh in the show or maybe like whatever happens with these night sisters be like oh master luke would be intrigued by this you know i really hope that there's no luke in this to be honest <laughs> i hope so too man but i think it's an inevitability at this point yeah i think you're probably right unfortunately just because of like his prevalence in boba fett and the mandalorian um I mean I I think it's I think it's possible. I mean like I don't think it's a secret though about the Night Sisters. I think like the Jedi probably knew about that for a while. Although you make a good point. It's like after all that all the uh 
you know empire stuff so like there isn't much many jedi around so luke's kind of rebuilding um I, I i really never thought that like luke would be in this show but you bring it up now and i'm kind of like realizing that it's definitely a possibility <laughs> um and that kind of like i really hope that doesn't happen i really hope it just her ahsoka's you know ah ahsoka being with the night sisters kind of like comes naturally or something like that or like finds out about them comes naturally without having to get like these legacy characters involved mm -hmm. i mean anakin's also in the show right the force ghost allegedly yeah yeah allegedly i mean that would be fine that would mm -hmm. be fine yeah i don't know i mean ezra meeting luke skywalker that feels like it has to happen right like a jedi in training meeting a jedi master of the time yeah i guess why why does it have to happen now? because mike every single jedi they've introduced to the canon that's supposedly survived the empire era is going to be brought under luke's temple so that way we find out that ben killed all of our favorite jedi cal kestis ezra bridger whoever else you think so because don't they say that like he killed students at that point i feel like they wouldn't be students you know aren't we all students mike you know oh gosh <laughs> you're, you're really just becoming existential. luke <laughs> luke was a student in the last jedi was he not he he was you're correct i mean yeah. and i i've said this theory before and i know people throw it out like oh well in the comic it actually says that he doesn't kill the people the knights do when's the last time star wars gave a damn about the canon in the comics yeah i was also about to say in the rise of kylo ren comic book there are like like actual students like ben's age mm -hmm. but yeah they, that has nothing to do with the tv shows they would they would plow that over with a bulldozer at the first chance that they could get yeah they've already done that multiple times with other yeah. shows and uh, previously established quote-unquote canon with like written work so right yeah they do it again i'm sure they would definitely do it again um well i guess we're gonna have to see if this uh if this rumor comes true uh i, I looked up ivana sakno and she's from ukraine which is interesting oh cool um, so that's you know just tying in the current events here on the jedi nerds podcast. Mm -hmm. um so yeah we also got two new bad batch posters these are kind of kind of meh one of omega one of hunter they're just character posters basically omega's uh pulling back uh an arrow on her cool energy bow and hunter is looks like he's about to stab you with his little uh with his little tactical knife mm -hmm. um I, i'm excited for the show they've already sold me um and honestly it's coming out pretty soon next week i believe so yeah i did not realize that that is soon yeah we're getting three episodes at first two or three I think so. Definitely two, maybe three. Uh, yeah, two. Episode one and episode two. So, looking uh, forward to that. Yeah, I I hope that the first episode is great. I hope so too. I hope the first two episodes are great. <laughs> sure. I mean, mainly, I just I don't want to feel like I'm like struggling to turn it on every week you know yeah well 
we're, we'll find out soon enough. We I, will. I, I mean, what do you what do you think? What do you think's the possible the probability of it being like that for you? Just in terms of like, like let's let's hear your most your most optimistic guess. Optimistic in terms of like I'm excited to turn it on. What's the percentage? Yeah. When January fourth rolls around, the chance as of t- right now that I will be excited when I sit down to watch it, uh, twenty percent. <laughs> wow! 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 <laughs> it's. I'm not trying to be a hater. It's fine. It's a fine show. It's cool. I like the characters, but like, I feel like I know what I'm getting. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. That's the only thing. You know, I, 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 for one, you know, I'm at like a 75% excitement. Maybe yeah. I'm just, maybe I'm just a loser. I don't know. No, I think there's absolutely a valid reason to be excited for this show. Um, because I, like I said, I do like the animation style. I like the characters. I think this is a fascinating era to flesh out from this perspective. I just hope they lean into it is my, my, my only thing. That's but. fair enough. I see what you mean. Yeah. You know. Hopefully hopefully all your dreams come true. Yeah, like the I think the ideal version of this show is like seasons five through seven of Clone Wars in tone, and then it's like dealing with the PTSD of this war. And also we have to take care of this kid, not necessarily like a we're a ragtag family, you know. I guess. I mean, didn't the last few episodes of the first season kind of do that? Yeah, which is why I, I ended up coming around on it. I think it's just been so long. It's felt so long since then, you know, even though it was a year ago that like... That's fair. Um, it's, it's been almost two years now, actually. Wait, no, one year. Never mind. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying, man. It feels like two years. <laughs> yeah, I forgot it was 2022. I thought it was 21. Yeah, so um, that's where I'm at. Because I do think they were able to come around by the end of the season where they did touch on that. Um, Because the first episode I was really high on um, for those reasons. But I guess I'm just hoping continue to double down on that and don't waver from it, you know. Agreed. So I'm hoping for the best. Open mind going in. Are you going to be tuning in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay definitely for the first couple episodes absolutely we may need to reassess yeah (laughs) at a certain point (laughs) yeah we'll see how it goes oh man my siri just went off my phone um all right so moving on from the bad batch let's talk about jedi fallen order which you know every single day we get closer and closer to jedi survivor which is pretty awesome Mm-hmm. Um, I have yet to pre-order it, but I, I will be soon. And yeah. honestly, I think like we talked about a few weeks ago, I'm gonna probably buy the like eighty dollar one or whatever just to get all the cosmetics and stuff, just because I'm a I'm a simp. Yeah, man. So I got a bunch of PlayStation Store credit um for Christmas. Ooh, yeah, baby. And I already pre-ordered the Destiny expansion that comes out in February, but. I got like a hundo left, so I'm definitely gonna put seventy of that towards my uh, my Jedi Survivor pre-order. I think because uh, this I, this is like the first big game of next year 
that I'm like stoked and excited for in getting day one. Like I'm curious about some things before then, like uh, the Dead Space remake seems pretty cool. And I think there's one other thing that I was curious about, but like Survivor is the only like the first day one. Yeah, I'm in on this 100%. Yeah, we're definitely going to be playing it the first day. Yeah, so I'm getting that pre-order in. Um, and we were just talking about how The Bad Batch seems like it was two years ago, but The Book of Boba Fett, Christian. Oh, sorry, I, for, I forgot to follow up with the PlayStation thing. Uh, for oh, PlayStation okay. Plus subscribers in January, as of this Tuesday... If you're on the base tier of PlayStation Plus, which I think is $60 a year still, it's PlayStation Plus Essential. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order is free for January. So get in there, claim it, download it, and you'll have it as long as you're subscribed to PlayStation Plus. Get a replay in or play it for the first time before Survivor because we will be doing that and talking about it on the show. So PlayStation Plus subscribers, you can follow along, get in there, get it. Great game. Yeah, that's that's a great deal. Definitely take advantage of that if you're on PlayStation, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so my apologies, but we were talking about how The Bad Batch feels like it was forever ago. Book of Boba Fett, though, Christian, that has come out a year ago today, I believe. Um, so we're recording this on the 29th of December, 2022, and that came out in 2021. Uh, I honestly, it feels not like it was a year ago it feels like way sooner uh way closer than that but um yeah a year has flown by for sure it definitely has and how has your feelings on this show evolved since then mike not necessarily episode one i guess but just the show overall um yeah that era of the discussion the fandom the podcast that week-to-week -week viewing where how do you feel about it these days you know i enjoyed the week-to-week -week viewing um you know always enjoy the podcast for sure um i think like i think my problem with the book of boba fett that i've come to sort of i've come to grips with um is that like it had something really awesome going on right in the beginning when it was, you know, telling that story about how, like, Boba Fett, like, finds his family, essentially, with the Tusken Raiders, and, you know, that whole plot, essentially, of him, like, becoming part of a tribe mm -hmm. and, like, finding his place um, was really interesting. Um, I just think it kind of failed in its execution to sort of connect that to the modern-day, quote-unquote, story that they were telling with fennec shand and um you know boba fett being the uh ruler of mosespa um i yeah i think it kind of failed in that way I, but i do think that like some aspects of it were really great um, i do think though as much as i love the mandalorian episode it was super distracting um in terms of the fact that like he kind of stole the show um and it was like a boba fett show all along mm -hmm. um so that kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth, too. I think it's the worst Disney Plus Star Wars show that has come out yet. Um, I do think that there are some extremely redeeming qualities of of it, though. That's, that's my overall take. Yeah, 
I'm in a similar position where I love the stuff with the Tuscans. I like some of the modern day stuff, like the idea of him building out this criminal empire on Tatooine to like protect it, you know, like just weeding out the people that are taking advantage of the displaced people of Tatooine. I think that's a really interesting story arc to do. And I love Din Djarin, and I love The Mandalorian, but God, I have so much of a problem with the, those two episodes now. Like, with time removed, it makes me incredibly worried about future non-Mandalorian Filoni-verse, like, uh, Favreau Filoni projects. Because, like, what we were just talking about with Ahsoka, right? this is the Luke episode, you know, like this is the, the episode that's completely about something else. Uh, cause it can be, you know, like that's going to be in the back of my mind for a while now. Like, obviously I don't think that's going to happen with Mandalorian because Mandalorian is like their crowning jewel of this post return of the Jedi shared universe. But with Ahsoka or if book of Boba Fett gets another season or, skeleton crew like these are things i'll be thinking of whilst watching you know because i remember sitting down to watch that episode it was like the return of the mandalorian i think it was called and i was super hyped i was like the theme kicked in it was like yeah that intro was awesome and then i was expecting after that title we cut back to boba fett and we did it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i was like oh okay well, yeah yeah, okay. And then it kept going. And I was like, oh, okay, Boba Fett is not in this episode, okay? But that was cool. And then, <laughs> you know, also I think there's something to say about reuniting Din and Grogu. We've talked about that before, but reuniting them in not even their own show, like, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that at all, actually. Because, like, people who... There are a lot of people out there, I'm sure, who have watched Mandalorian mm-hmm. Season 1 and 2. Yep. Did not watch Book of Boba Fett going to just like turn on the mandalorian season three and they're going to be super confused you know yeah and like that's just not it's just not good storytelling honestly it's not dude it's because the thing is it's not even built like that right like i don't think there's been a single inkling in the way it's presented that this is how you should be thinking about these shows you know like we look at something like the mcu which very clearly was like, hey, this is, like, the MCU is not, like, an Iron Man trilogy, a Captain America trilogy. It's, like, it's a 30-whatever movie series that each has their place and each has their piece in it with their own relevant things. But if you want to understand what's going on in Avengers 3, you're going to have to see the thing that all those characters are in, you know? And not once like the audience was will understand that but they've never positioned these shows to be that i don't think yeah i think you have to be clear with your audience that this is a thing that like is informed by other works you know what i mean yeah like people people watch the mandalorian they're just going to expect that you know they get the full story of the mandalorian and grogu right yep and you know they're just not going to get that now they're going to have to like catch up and that's going to be very frustrating for a lot of people i think yeah um, which i mean both like, was know, six episodes right so yeah yeah so i mean like 
you know, you, you could just watch that or like look it up, but like that's kind of annoying, you know? <laughs> like Yeah, I'd be I, annoyed. I would be annoyed too. And like, you know, you didn't you didn't watch that for a reason. You know, like mm-hmm. you didn't watch it because you didn't know about it or you weren't interested in it or something. So like you shouldn't be like forced to in that way. Yeah. Um, and while I do when think that's when that's not the expectation, at least. For sure. And while I do think if you did skip the book of Boba Fett, there is some great stuff in there worth watching. Yeah. I I don't think that's the best way to go about this because I think it just is a disservice to the people who are excited about the book of Boba Fett as a show, you know? Um, and I still really enjoyed it. I know you did too, but yeah, if, if you're a star Wars fan, like you will find at least one thing in the book of Boba Fett that you're like, that was awesome. You know? Yeah. Um, likely to, you know, not everybody, but you know, like if you're true to yourself, like (laughs) for sure, um, like it wasn't bad. It, It wasn't bad. It was just like, jumbled and kind of like misplaced and yeah i didn't really like the precedent that it sent yeah i think in terms of like on a scale that's relevant to the type of shows that disney puts out on disney plus um just looking at the quality of what you're getting out of watching that show episode by episode i'd probably give it like a seven but sure I think as a season of TV, it's probably like a six because it just there's two episodes of nothing in there that's relevant to what the first three were about. Right. Like, yeah, which is frustrating. And again, I think my biggest because, again, I, I like a lot of that show. Boba Fett was great. Fennec was awesome. The flashbacks, the Tuscan content was amazing. Uh, my biggest thing a year removed is I... I'm worried about some of these other shows. I think that's where I stand. Yeah, I, and I think that's totally fair. I think that, honestly, with everything, it's up to them to impress us. It's up to them to gain our trust, right? Mm-hmm. So we need to just trust that they will do that. Um, but with, with this in their back pocket, it is kind of hard to to look at it objectively and be like, yeah, no, like I'm totally excited for like the rest like the rest of all of the star wars tv shows like they're all going to be great like yeah. it does have a it does have a stain on the on the resume you know a little bit uh-huh. uh, it's it's kind of interesting though that they like they do this and then they follow it up with like andor and they're like hell yeah well you there's know? the thing there's the other thing mike since this show came out we've had two other shows right well there's been bad batch also but that's separate in this conversation i think um We've had Obi-Wan Kenobi and Andor, which I think out of those three, not thinking about the other shows, just those three from this past year, for me, Book of Boba Fett is last. Yeah, for sure. Me too. And like, it's hard to say one way or the other with the nostalgia tied to Ewan and his performance as Obi-Wan, but like, I do think that show had a bit more interesting exploration of a legacy character um kind of you know even though the tuscan stuff was really cool uh but then andor kicked both their asses so like i i think the standard is higher now as well for future shows and the other thing what does andor not have that book of boba fett does have creatively 
on on the writers room and the producers yeah well i mean that's something i feel like they're gonna have to figure out you know because <laughs> right like, i mean like andor didn't have filoni and favreau which i love i love some of the stuff they've done but you know i don't know if that's a coincidence is what i'm saying Okay, I wasn't sure if that was a rhetorical question. I'm understanding that you expected an answer now. No, so it's I'm, okay. I, there was uh, a lot of things that Andor has that Book of Ofit doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. whatever the was. A lot, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no. Point taken. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we've seen the heights of what Star Wars on TV can do with a concept, given the right creative team behind it. And 90% of these upcoming shows, except for, like, The Acolyte and Andor Season 2 have Favreau and Filoni behind them. And the last thing they did was Boba Fett. You know, Obi-Wan is kind of its own thing because that was Deborah Chow and I don't think Filoni and Favreau were even producers on that. They could have been. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Overall, I look back at the Book of Boba Fett as, like, entertaining television in terms of, like, it's Star Wars people shoot at each other you know like that kind of thing yeah but like when it comes down to putting it next to other disney plus shows i just don't i don't think it i don't think it stacks up yeah i agree um which is upsetting you know boba fett i think is a really important legacy character that deserves to be able to have a show that they say they could do that for uh, flaws and all i do think obi-wan kenobi was more successful at that you know but I hope Boba Fett gets a season two. I would still be super open to that. Yeah, me too. If if they if they did a season two though, I would hope that they don't like they 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 sort of like blaze their own trail. You know, like you don't need to you don't need the Mandalorian in the in the in the book of Boba Fett. You know. Yeah, which is so funny to me, dude. Like, you have Boba Fett dads know who boba fett is dude everybody knows who boba fett is. <laughs> like and you he's very he's very like yeah i don't know <laughs> and you call on din jarin who most people don't even know his name <laughs> like <Right>, exactly <laughs> like i get he's maybe today more recognizable because the mandalorian was such a huge deal that was the first disney plus original series but yeah, like maybe they were, they were just really riding that <laughs> yeah, but I just think, like, seeing it laid out like that, like, you have Boba Fett, and you, you think you need somebody else to prop that up. Like, exactly. That's surprising. Yeah. Well, like, here's the lesson learned. Like, you don't. People will yeah. watch that show. It's not like The Mandalorian showing up, like, really had that much of an impact. Like, I would, I would bet that it didn't. Like, people are going to watch that show regardless because they want to see Boba Fett. It's mm-hmm. the book of Boba Fett. There's two different shows for a reason, guys. Yeah, and I this is not to say that like I don't think Din Djarin should have been in the book of Boba Fett. I think that would have been like I I would still be happy if we lived in a different world where he didn't own two episodes essentially, and he he just Boba Fett went to him in episode five or whatever, and. He was dealing with whatever problem that he was dealing with in the episode, but it was from Boba's perspective. And they was just like, all right, cool. I'm going to call you in like a, a week. 
then he showed up again in the finale and that the finale remained unchanged except for maybe Grogu. But I still think that would have been great. I still think he could have used him in that show without making it about him. Yeah. I mean, like, I think in any Star Wars property, there's always the opportunity for like, you know, another character to come out and to like make a cameo and stuff. But yeah. like, it's just, it's just like when you completely shift the focus of your show, I don't really, I can't really, I can't really get behind that, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, well, anything else you want to say about Andor, Christian? About Andor? I can say some things about oh. Andor. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> what a treat. That's, uh, the book, you know. The book of Boba Fett. <laughs> well, you, you, you just focus this conversation on something that happened a year ago, Mike. This is the last episode of the year. Looking back at all of 2022 in Star Wars, what was your favorite thing of the year? That's the last Easy. thing. Easy Andor. Dude. Yeah, dude, it's Easy. Andor. Easy. Easy. Do do I even have to say why? I mean, like, honestly, like, just a solid TV show. One of the best TV shows of the year, I, I think. Oh, I think so, For, too. Yeah. Like, like, it's up there next to, like, you know, rings of power house of the dragon like it's up there dude like it's really great um i love it so much actually <laughs> like <laughs> uh so that's definitely my favorite thing what about you yeah i agree it is andor a hundred thousand million percent um i don't even remember most of the other stuff that happened this year if i'm being honest um you wouldn't you wouldn't think that in the year that obi-wan kenobi's coming out you know which is upsetting you know like i i still really like that show uh the obi-wan series and i'm really glad we got some of the scenes in there that we got and like that that duel between him and uh anakin or vader i think i still think about and it could have been egregious and i think it was really impactful which is truthfully i think the one thing i wanted out of that series and even though it's probably realistically a seven i do really enjoy it yeah but andor's a 10 yeah. holy shit yeah andor's an 11 out of 10 <laughs> yeah dude oh man um and i think in the coming year i am gonna judge all these other shows a lot harsher because andor was that good yeah, it it was incredible. So there's a lot to there's a lot to live up to for sure. Yeah, new bar. All right, man. Why don't you take us out to see? Sure thing, Mike. Where can the listeners find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike P Connors. Very nice. You can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Chun Two D Two. You can find the show on Twitter at Jedi Knights JC. Or you can go on your favorite podcast service like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Just look up Jedi Knights without a K. As Jedi Knights drop the K and you will find us. You can also look up Joy Clicks and you'll eventually find the show. Uh, if you enjoy the show, rating and reviewing on your podcast platform is the best way to help us out. It is free, takes a quick second, and helps us out immeasurably. Uh, you can also check out patreon.com slash joyclicks at the one in five dollar tiers to fund the shows and get producer credit on every show we produce at the five dollar tier, like Aaron Easton and Jose Garcia. So thank you very much. And that is Jedi Knights for 2022. We will be back in the new year. Stay safe. Have a good happy new year. Be smart. And until then, we're fine. Everything's fine. How are you?
May the force be with you. Oh, yes, 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 you're right. Beep is up.